Welcome to another episode of Making Conversations Count. Today, I have the lovely Jenny Proctor with me. Hello, Wendy. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how we first met. Well, I am a marketing consultant. I run Bondfield Marketing and I've done that for about eight years. And we met, I think, initially through a conversation on LinkedIn. So I was building my business. I was thinking I really need to be getting out to more networking events. I'd spent a period kind of juggling home and family and I was ready to move my business on a little bit. And there was an event going on quite close to me. And I thought, "Mm, I don't know anybody who's going to that event. And I think you'd said you were going to the same event. And it turned out, didn't it, that we lived about two minutes walk from each other. So you were doing your thing in your end of the village and I was doing my thing at my end of the village. And we arranged to go to the event together. And I think you picked me up. I was stood on the street corner, which is a little dodgier than it sounds. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How bizarre that there was a fellow marketeer of sorts, you know, literally two minutes walk from me. And that because of the safety of the village that we lived in, that we could say, oh, I'll just meet you on the corner and I'll be in my little black car. (laughs) If I bib the horn to you, you'll know it's me. And you did. And we went from there. And it was in about the 10, 15 minutes it took us to get to the event. I think we realised that we were going to get on, didn't we? (laughs) Absolutely. And it's just those first impressions, isn't it, that always count and they stay with you. To think that I would be talking to you about, you know, picking you up on a street corner on a podcast. (laughs) If we'd have said that two years ago, we would have thought we were both completely bonkers. (laughs) That conversation then, you know, going to the networking, we came away with fairly similar opinions on how that network was run. And I don't think either of us really returned, but that sort of cemented the values that we shared. Yes, we're quite different and we have different kind of complementary skills. I mean, and personality wise, I think we're quite different, but we do both like to achieve results for our clients. We both like to work with interesting clients. So we do complement each other very well. And I think you're right. I think we came away from that event thinking that wasn't necessarily the best place for us, but we found other networking events of the forums where we kind of achieved quite a lot more and made some good connections together, I think, haven't we? Definitely. And of course, when it comes to making conversations count, having those shared values really does ripple through into everything that you do, doesn't it? So in terms of your sort of daily role as a marketeer and strategist, how important is conversations and communication for what you do? I mean, it's absolutely the heart of everything, isn't it? It's the business relationships that you build and it's the work that you do together. I also think it's very important to get to know your client and your associates, your colleagues on a personal level as well. And I think those clients that I work with the best are those that I can have those conversations about, you know, weekends and families and holidays. And, and those over the years where I've you know, struggled to build a relationship are those who, you know, don't seem to have time for that. I'm not going to call it small talk because I think those are important conversations too. So I think, you know, getting to know your client and then getting to know their business. And you can only do that by engaging with them in conversation. I always try to create marketing strategies that fit a business rather than going in with a prescribed solution. So I ask lots of questions and I listen intently to the answer. And I think that's a big part of making conversations that count. I think what I love about communication that I see that you produce is very conversational 
even if that's like a social media post or content articles, email templates, any of those things. Although it is with the business focus, it's conversational to the person that's going to be receiving it and reading it. So it's like you're having a conversation off the page. Yeah. And you can see that in the results, actually, you know, sometimes you receive emails or you see social media posts and they're very kind of informal and chatty and and you think "Mm, is that landing but actually when I've tried both ways you know I have some very corporate clients and sometimes it's appropriate to find a very corporate voice but when you try the corporate voice versus the conversational the conversational is always the one that does better you know people open more emails or they click through on the social media posts or whatever so it's not just a good way to do business it's the way to do business that gets the results I think and you know you can you can see that however you evaluate the different forms of communication. Just taking somebody's observation over a situation and being able to chat about that when it is a one way street in written communication is an art in itself. Yeah, isn't it? but people buy from people, don't they? And I mean, I say this a lot all the time to different clients, you know, even if it's a very kind of formal business or a very corporate business, you know, people are still buying from people. We like to connect with people. Um, so I think that needs to come through in your in your communication. And I think you do that very effectively, Jenny. Oh, thanks. Um, you can pay me later, but okay. I'm not just saying that. Yeah, good <laughs> really appreciate you coming and being my guest on this podcast. I've asked every guest to think of one conversation that was a pivotal moment in their life that created a turning point some way shape or form so I'm going to come to that now Jenny and ask you to tell me all about that pivotal pivotal moment moment. it was a really interesting one to think about when you asked me to come on the podcast because so many conversations so many of the important conversations in life are the personal ones aren't they they're about the relationships or our children or our families and I wanted to talk about a work a little bit more and it took me right back to 2002 actually a long way back And I was 29 and I was working as a communications manager in an organization in the gas industry. And I'd spent my 20s in in-house roles. You know, I'd worked organizing events. I'd worked for the rail industry in, in a press officer role. But I had a kind of hankering to work for myself. And I don't know where that came from because nobody in my family is an entrepreneur. Nobody in my family works themselves. They're all kind of very public sector, kind of straight proper jobs, if you like. But I was chatting to the printer that I used in that job, who herself was a very interesting lady. She'd been a solicitor and had become a printer. You know, That's not an obvious career move in anybody's book. And I'd not done a lot with print in jobs prior to that. So I did my usual thing, which was to ask lots of questions and learn what I needed to know to be good at that part of my job. But we got on very well. And I remember saying to her, I'm quite interested in, in working for myself she ran her own business. So she kind of was a good person to talk to. And I had a feeling that the best way to do that was to work in an agency, to kind of go and work in another business, to work for somebody else and to learn how to run my own business. And the conversation that kind of stuck out from that, and she kind of looked at me, I mean, kindly, you know, she didn't look at me like I'd lost my mind and said, actually, Jenny, the way to learn about working for yourself is to work for yourself. I was like, ah, yes. And the penny dropped. (laughs) And it took a little while from there. It was about another eight or 12 months before I actually handed in my resignation. But that conversation meant I handed in my resignation from a full-time, safe, paid job to go and work for myself, which I guess you take the risks at kind of that age, 29, 30, don't you, when you've not got children particularly. So I kind of took the leap and I spent the next four or five years working for myself because somebody had said at the right moment, they kind of given me the confidence and given me the permission almost to go off and to set up the business. And that was tremendously helpful later on when I was back in a corporate job, which I 
you know, really didn't enjoy. And I was kind of struggling with the whole um, work-life balance, you know, small child trying to do a full-time job. And I, because I had worked for myself before, I knew I could do it again. So that initial conversation with Alice not only gave me the confidence to work for myself at that point, but it gave me that skill to come back to later on in my career when I properly needed that kind of more flexible working arrangement. So yeah, I don't know if Alice knows that she was quite that instrumental <laughs> in making a big life decision, but it, it took my career in a whole kind of different way. And I've spent, you know, at least half of my career now working for myself as opposed to working for somebody else, which suits me very nicely. Well, thank you, Alice, for those words of wisdom. Yeah. Really, isn't yeah. it? Because when you think, you know, the only way that you can find out if you can work for yourself is to work for yourself. Not only are you working for yourself, but on yourself, because you're finding out about yourself. Had you have gone and worked for an agency to try and, you know, copy, rinse, repeat, you could have actually have been taking bad habits that were somebody else's into something new and and wonderful and take that. I mean, I think the other point that she made there was, you know, there's no way you can go and work for an agency and then leave with all those contacts. You know, that's not allowed in business. That's not good business practice. So the only way you're going to build something for yourself is to actually genuinely go away and build it. And, you know, you've worked for yourself a long time, Wendy, those first few days, weeks, months, years sometimes when you are you know, building something like that for yourself are really quite challenging and scary and you wonder where the work is going to come from. But yeah, you know, it was the making of me in many ways, you know, to be able to build a career that suits you and is flexible and that you can focus on the things that you really enjoy doing is, uh, you know, has been a hugely beneficial thing. So yeah, it was an interesting one. But you know, there are other conversations I think that we have as business owners, which you don't always realise are going to be so significant. You know, sometimes the important ones are the kind of casual conversations you have, the person that you sit next to at an event, which I did about 12 months after that. You know, somebody I spoke to and we had a conversation about what she did in her work and what I did in my work. And that particular lady has been a client on and off for about the last 15 years. So sometimes the significant conversations are those very quiet ones that you don't always realise, you know, how they're going to develop. So I think, yeah, I think conversation is a fascinating subject for a podcast, actually, Wendy. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it was something that struck me that, as, as you touched on there, I've been working for myself for 15 years and it's not my first business. This is my third business. So it's important to know that sometimes those decisions that you make don't all work out, but the essence of everything that you learn will stand you in good stead for later on. And even though I've been working for myself for 15 years, 2008 saw the recession and the crisis in the financial market. That meant that everything in the business changed. It changed again a few years ago. We've now had a pandemic to cope with. There's constant challenges to running your own business. And there's always lessons to learn, isn't there? It's not all rosy. It's not overnight success. And building a business does mean sometimes that you have to knock a wall down and make an extension of, <laughs> yes, of, of things. Nice, nice analogy. Yes. And I think you're right, whether it succeeds or whether it fails, that's quite a harsh word, but however your business goes, you always learn something. I think it makes you more resilient, doesn't it? And I have to say this year, particularly, I am you know so grateful for all those years of experience because I think it's been a challenging year to be running your own business, whatever the business is. I feel I've come out of it stronger because I've had more years 
you know, to build that resilience. I know what works. I know what doesn't work. I've been in a position before where I've faced quite challenging situations in the business. And I, I know you have too. So it's been a difficult year, but all of that experience that we've both gained over the years has, has been uh, tremendously helpful. <laughs> yes. And by having a situation like we experienced back in March, where every single industry and business was affected on every level, it's been like a life or death experience, I think. Oh, that's quite deep. um, Go on, explain that. I kind of think that had this have not happened, would we have still just been trundling doing the same thing that we were doing in January, February, March? And for me personally, quite possibly. But what it has allowed me to do is to push past those things that had been in my way before, which was usually time to do things and say, no, it's now or never. I'm going to do whatever my aspirations were. And if that means changing things and following things and getting excited about new things and learning new things, I mean, goodness me, podcasting is no easy feat. There's lots to learn, but that's great. We should embrace those things. Without it happening, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I I think that's the same for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's forced all of us to look at our businesses and see what's working, what's not working. And in some cases to kind of juggle that with teaching our small children. So, you know, that (laughs) it's been a character building kind of a year, hasn't it? Let's be honest. I think we've had to send that bucket down quite deep into the well. But I think (laughs) we've all surprised ourselves with just how, you know, that water just keeps giving, doesn't it? We can sustain. And particularly we're both of us working in marketing I think working with clients, you know, watching clients' businesses change and watching marketing techniques and tactics, both of us, I think, have had to kind of adapt how we do things with clients or adapt our advice to clients because the working environment has changed so much. So, yeah, I think we maybe deserve a drink when we get to the end of the year. Wendy, I'll, uh, I'll let you stand me a drink. Thanks. That right. First round's on me, definitely. (laughs) Jenny, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you as my guest today. I do hope it's been useful for our listeners. Thank you, Wendy. Don't forget to send me all your comments, share with your friends and stay subscribed so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you for listening to Making Conversations Count.